Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let us uh, go back to what is the news this morning. Ezekiel Elliott's hearing is done after three days. Apparently during this hearing, Kia Roberts, NFL lead investigator, the only NFL personnel to interview Tiffany Thompson, the accuser in this case against Ezekiel Elliott, Miss Roberts then testified to this apparently yesterday uh, that she did not think that Tiffany Thompson was a credible witness and did not think that Ezekiel Elliott could be, should be suspended. Mm-hmm. And apparently, after voicing that opinion, she was kept out of meetings. The one meeting with uh, the panel of experts that the commissioner brought together and then with the commissioner himself, Lisa Friel, who has a fancier title in the NFL, apparently recommended a suspension. And here we are at six games. The PA last night beat the NFL to court, filing a restraining order against any suspension that Harold Henderson may upheld or uphold after yesterday. Um, So here we are again with the NFL maybe possibly bungling something, arguably as worse and as, as almost devious as they've bungled everything else. And either way you go here, it certainly seems like Zeke's going to play next Sunday night against the Giants, if not longer. Um, And again, as we said back to start the show, I can't believe that the NFL has once again maybe taken somebody who is guilty of something heinous uh, that should be condemned and should miss games and should have maybe been prosecuted for something, taken that and turned him into a remotely sympathetic yeah. character yeah. that has been wronged here that needs to be defended and 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 relieved of this injustice and I, I can't believe it's happening. And again. if you're part of this this team of experts that the NFL has now brought in house to help in these situations, are you allowed to have an ob- objective opinion or do you have to go along with everything that the league is saying? Uh, and, and it seems as though Kia Wright Roberts gave a, a, a differing opinion, and yet that opinion was not accepted. And then to shun her and her opinion, she's the only investigator that spoke with the alleged victim here, Tiffany Thompson, and yet you wouldn't value that opinion over the others when she's the only one that had a face-to-face interview with the alleged victim? I would think that interaction would carry more weight than the other interaction, just sitting there and, and rifling through transcripts and paperwork uh, of what possibly occurred, why wouldn't you take what Kia Wright Roberts, who you've labeled your lead investigator in these matters, why wouldn't you value her opinion on this more than those who have not sat there face-to-face with the victim or spoken with the victim one on one? I just... That just I'm perplexed as to why that's not the case. And and do I have to be in lockstep with uh, everything 
to be a part of your uh, so-called investigative team or, or your 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 group of uh, of uh, experts in this field? I, 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 they, that's a question the NFL has to answer. Why dismiss this report, but yet the other reports and those who agree with you that there should be a suspension that we're going to only share with the public and not this dissenting voice. Yeah, And I mean, it's not just simply a dissenting voice. It's as you said, it's okay if they don't, they're not unanimous in their yeah, decision right. to suspend them. And sometimes you get overruled and that's how things work. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been two, a two to one thing. However, mm-hmm. they're, they get to these conclusions. But I mean, this is the the only one in the room who talked to the woman who is whose word is deciding this situation. Right. They they ignored her. They kept her out of the mix as they were getting to the end. They may have they may have uh, tried to uh, change the way that she worded things in her report. Um, they crossed out a way that she, and I lost the tweet with the exact quote. But the way she labeled Tiffany Thompson's testimony was apparently at, at least attempted to be crossed out by somebody else in the NFL. Um, Tiffany Thompson was not forced to testify in these hearings this week. And Kia Roberts' notes from her interviews were not allowed to be entered into evidence during these hearings. It certainly seems fishy. It, definitely. And, and it's interesting that, remember the NFL, when the the PA and, or the, the representatives for Ezekiel Elliott pushed back uh, against the initial announcing of the suspension, and the NFL came out, or someone within the NFL office said, "What Ezekiel and his representatives are doing, and the PA, uh, uh, what they're doing is trying to shame the victim here." They said that. Remember that back and forth about yep. a week or so ago, uh, and and the PA uh, they uh, shot back at the NFL. So the NFL is here saying you're trying to shame the victim. You're blaming the victim. And the NFL, you are withholding information, right? So to, to, to maybe shame Ezekiel Elliott, right? To work to have the wherewithal to make that claim when you haven't given us all the information, you haven't been forthright in your affairs here. And you know, I, you guys have discussed this a lot. Um, I have my own personal back and forth on the burden of proof the NFL uses in these situations. Um, it's it's I'm fine with the fact that it's not what the courts use because it shouldn't be um, because your employer should be able to punish you for something that a court can't. Um, I don't know he, if I necessarily agree with that. I don't. I, I've said this before. The NFL should not be in the babysitting business. If there's some legal well, legalities out there, allow the legal system to take precedent a uh, precedent and 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 handle it. You you are not in the business of that. You're in the business of playing football, overseeing this this league, and yeah, you have some rules in place, just like any other place of work. But to, this something like this uh, of a legal nature, I don't think they should be involved in that. And as I said earlier, this it seems as though it doesn't matter whether the person is guilty or not guilty if you are even remotely associated with something of this nature and you're found not guilty by the legal community, we're still going to hand out a a fine or a suspension, and that smacks of double jeopardy. Well, I mean, this, in theory, um, to me, is the perfect example of why the NFL should be able to punish you on their own because let's for a second assume Ezekiel Elliott did these horrible things to Tiffany Thompson, but 
he could not be prosecuted because, you know, she, I think I'm trying to remember the specific thing that she eventually took back that she told the police that he did. I don't know if he, if he, if she said that he pulled her hair or something and then she tried to get someone to tell the police right. the same thing. Right. She okay. tried to get a friend to corroborate right. her story. And then she and then she backed off of that. Okay. So now if something like that comes up and a prosecutor goes, "Listen, I I can't I can't win this case because of that." So I got to back away and Ezekiel Elliott goes free from that. I'm okay with the NFL then going, "Listen, I don't the technicality of that doesn't bother me. The other evidence to me outweighs her in the moment trying to really make sure that she got you. So I'm still going to suspend you for six games. I can live with that. What I can't live with is them playing loose and fast with their power to do that because this is not small things. Like you're you're punishing this guy now, and in your way, you're labeling him a domestic abuser. Right. You're you're labeling him a someone that attacked a woman. And he better be someone that did that if you're going to make him miss games for this. And as much as I want to see him punish it, if he, if he deserves it, I've been uneasy this whole time with, because it was my first thought too. Well, we have pictures and we have what she said, but you don't know that he did that to her. Now, right. I get, obviously the odds of somebody else doing that to her are slim, there's a no, they're not, considering there was an altercation at a party where she wasn't allowed in, and, and, and she gets into a fight with a with a, another lady and then goes to a, a, an after party where she's not welcome. So maybe those those uh, wounds and, and, and those bruises occurred in the altercation in the parking lot. Right. I still, I, again, I, I think, like, mathematically, it's just, it's odd that you'd have a second way to get hurt. That being said, I... I this can't be the way we do our business. You can't defending the shield, making a stand, saving face and recovering from Ray Rice. You have to know where the line is and you can't do this. You can't. And again, it's still allegations at this point, but if, if they did what they're being accused of right now by Elliot's camp and the PA that not just out of negligence or in a rush to judgment that they just made a decision to ignore super right. pertinent information right. and freeze this woman out and then hide her until she she testified apparently you know pseudo in Elliot's defense the last couple of days in New York I mean that is it's inexcusable and I don't know if enough people could lose their job over this if it ends up being true and well, I including the commissioner who's well, in charge of all of this I, I, I don't foresee him losing his he's job. not I know right uh, he, he just entered into a five-year extension uh, with the, the the owners and he's there to do the bidding of the owners but I tell you a relationship as he tries to uh, resurrect a cozy relationship with Bob Kraft having gone through what he did with Deflategate now he has alienated another high-profile owner in the NFL in Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones was out front saying there's nothing there Ezekiel Elliott will not be suspended, and yet you have this shoe drop a week or so ago where he is suspended six games. Which is another thing that I still have never figured out and gotten an answer on, going back to the Flategate, and it now applies to this. Roger Goodell works for Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. Those are as influential as they come in ownership in any sport, let alone in the NFL. 
Robert Kraft was, if I'm remembering correctly, was the Goodell cheerleader when they were replacing Paul Tagliabue. Why would Roger Goodell mess with Bob Kraft based on nothing with deflated footballs? And now why would he mess with Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott when he didn't have similar, when he lacked a similar amount of, of footing to punish Elliott now? I mean, that was my, I think the Patriots did something wrong with, their, with footballs. I really do, still to this day. But the evidence the NFL had didn't warrant the punishment handed out. And the evidence that they seem to have right now made me skeptical of six games for Elliott. And now the possibility of of this little mini conspiracy to to shun Kia Roberts, why would he mess with guys who are in charge of his employment? Yeah. Uh, Only he can answer that question. Shouldn't he be the one not suspending Elliott? Yeah. And and and, and going, you know what? I can't. I don't have enough proof. We got to let him go. Now, Instead, uh, w- w- he's throwing a guy out for more than we, anyone expected he was going uh, to. Will he defer and say, hey, there's a, a separate entity within the NFL headquarters that handles all this? I just take their findings and then I announce. Blindly accept what, them? What, what, what penalty has been uh, handed down. So uh, maybe he can deflect and remove himself from the, the entire investigation by, by saying that. Yeah, why would you bite the hand that feeds you? That's the question you're asking. I don't know. I, my head hurts, <laughs> and I'm so frustrated. I I can't. The idiocy bothers me of what may have happened here. Again, shifting Elliot from the bad guy to possibly the victim drives me nuts. Messing with your boss drives me nuts. And and we're and I'm and I can't wait for football, and I What's can't here? wait for next Thursday. Well, you got college football to lean on, man. You can wait for the NFL. Well, that's college, yeah. Yeah. But that's the NFL is the NFL, and here it comes. I almost bought Madden the other day. I had a fantasy draft two days ago. I've got one on Tuesday, and I can't wait for Thursday How many tonight. fantasy drafts do you have? Two. That's it. Oh, okay. I turned down a third. Two's oh. enough. You're a wanted man. I know my limits. Okay. I know my, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like sloppy seconds. They need <laughs> help. Do you want to get in this league? No, I'm That's out. That's gross. You should have asked me originally. I would have said no then as well because it's an auction league, and I've never done an auction league, and I know I would embarrass myself. But you ask me now, I know somebody dropped out, and you need help at the last second, and I'm not your sloppy seconds. Mm. Okay. not how I do. There it is. Keep that in mind for the future reference. All right. I got it. I, I wrote it down. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Uh, we have a lot to do before we are done. We need to hear from Trent Green. We need to hear from Ian Eagle. We need to hear what might be the greatest, except for the guy involved, ask the pros question that we have ever received yeah, here on Geo and Jones. This, this is a deep one. It's a, we could actually finish the show. We could do the next two segments just on this yeah. ask the pros no, question. No need to talk about Justin Verlander going to no, the Astros or anything like that. that. No need to talk about Justin Upton going to the the Angels. None of that, right? Nope. And yeah. we've got uh, Le'Veon Bell wants to sell the dudes. Mm-hmm. And we've got sneakers being sold for the discounted price of 300 and $95 oh. because they are connected to a high schooler, not a soon-to-be NBA star. So there's a lot to do, plus a Marco Belletti update, so go nowhere. A frantic finish to Gio and Jones on Friday on CBS Sports Radio. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. He's Marco Belletti. He's here with updates. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Bogus. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott not ready to go down without a fight. NFL was hoping to have a decision from the appeals process done by Monday. Elliott's taken things a step further, though. Players Association has requested a temporary restraining order on his behalf. They're calling for the courts to block any suspension, accusing the appeals process of being fundamentally unfair. Also called Tiffany Thompson, his accuser, not credible. Elliott, of course, given that six-game suspension, but with this, he could be eligible to play until the courts could rule. Calendar turning to September 1st, last chance to make a move to add to your uh, postseason roster. And a few teams made sure to take advantage. The Astros with the biggest splash. They get a former MVP and a Cy Young winner in Justin Verlander from the Tigers. Now he has two years left on that mega contract at $56 million, 28 per year. Detroit will pick up $8 million of the tab each season. Houston also gets Angels outfielder Cameron Mabin. Meanwhile, the Angels also got some help. They get Brandon Phillips from the Braves along with outfielder Justin Upton from Detroit. On the field, Blue Jays got a huge day from Kendrick Morales as they slowed down the Orioles. 1-0 pitch, socked to center field. Back for it goes Adam Jones, still going back at the wall. And yes, sir, there goes a career-high three home runs, which he did back in 2015 with Kansas City against the Detroit Tigers. So three homers, seven RBIs from Morales. Toronto outlasted Baltimore 11-8. That's Jerry Howard through the call on the Blue Jays radio network. Elsewhere, the Twins rallied by the White Sox 5-4. Max Kepler hit by a pitch with the bases loaded. That's your game winner. D-backs bounce the Dodgers 8-1, ups their win streak to seven since the Dodgers to their fifth straight loss. Brewers six, Nationals three, while the Yankees were looking to get a little closer to the Red Sox. Pitch swung on a long drive to right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It's bye-bye birdie in the right center field seats. A two-run home run. Here he is, the Birdman of New York. Bogus, the extended was for you. Greg Bird, the two-run shot, knocked in three. Gary Sanchez went deep. CeCe Sabathia, six strong innings, one-run baseball. Bombers dropped the Red Sox 6-2. <laughs> it's John Sterling with the call uh, for referring to CeCe being upset uh, with Boston trying to bunt in the first inning. Yeah. We went through that. Yeah. CeCe is wrong. Uh, college football, second-ranked Ohio State turned it on. They dumped Indiana 49-21. JT Barrett, 304 in the air, four total scores. And Oklahoma State routed Tulsa 59-24. Mason Rudolph, three touchdown passes and 303 yards in the air. Guys? Marco, thanks so much. Nobody likes me. Really? I do. <laughs> I do for sure. Love you, dog. It's fair. My man. Uh, so our uh, recap of Wednesday, Brian and Greg hanging out with fancy NFL on CBS, folks, uh, continues with Trent Green, who had the nerve, the audacity to interrupt Brian and Greg's lunch. Trent Green comes by. I thought it was Trent Blue. And Brian's eating his chips and just rubs it all over Trent's hands. I did not. Yes, you did. did what did he do, Trent? It's like, you know, like the cold weather game when the guy comes up that's got like the Vaseline all over and everything, and they come up to the quarterback, hey, how you doing? And you're like, son of a, you got this stuff all over me. Well, yeah, that's, he just, he just, I've, I've, if anybody needs any barbecue flavoring, it's on, it's on my sleeve. <laughs> Brian from lunch is speechless. He just eats another chip. You lie. <laughs> All right. Well, Trent, you, you've been doing this for a long time now. Are you? Have, I mean, I think back I'm in your. Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like Phil and Boomer old. I'm, you know, I've been doing it. Yeah, this is, getting there, man. No, you're getting there. I mean, geez, it's been a long time since you played, Trent. For crying out loud. No, are you? Uh, at this point in your broadcasting career, do you feel like you've you've seen everything when you head into the season, or the NFL is just so unpredictable these days you have no idea what to expect when the season starts? 
You know, I, I would have to agree with the second thing. I just think it's more unpredictable. Uh, I think when you, you know, we were, I was just talking over there uh, with Steve Berline, and we were saying, you know, who, how would you expect a year ago Minnesota, all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater goes out to practice and gets hurt at a practice, like devastating injury at a practice. Next thing you know, things get flipped upside down in Philly. Now Carson Wentz. Norv Turner was the offensive coordinator. They were winning. Oh, and then he stepped down. They changed offense. I mean, just you never know. So uh, there's still a lot of things going on. And, and obviously, week one, every week it's, it's continually changing, whether it be with players, coaches, personnel, injuries, um, guys signing, not signing. Are they coming in? Are they reporting? Is Le'Veon going to show up Friday? Is he not going to show up? He's going to wait till Saturday or Monday. You know, it's, there's a lot going on. As far as changes, you've been around the game a long time, played the game. How have you had to adjust your thoughts about it? Because there have been so many changes from a rule aspect. You look at what's going on with Vontez Burfick. We were taught linebackers. Anybody crossing your face, you try to clock them, knock them off their, off their route. But now that's outlawed. So how is that that adjustment? Has it you know, made changes in the way you broadcast the game? Or is it just something you just have to roll with and say, okay, while wow, it was a different game when I was playing and when I first started this broadcasting business, things always change. Yeah, it's, it's continually evolving. I think as an announcer, you have to stay on top of the rules changes. You have to stay on top of the personnel changes. Uh, I think as a player, you have to make those, you know, you have to adapt. You know, the safeties, the, the defenseless receiver coming across the middle of the field, you know. Back when I was playing, you tried taking their head off. You tried flipping them. I mean, you were trying to, you know, disrupt the play, disrupt the, their, their flow, disrupt them, you know, making them start looking for ghosts when they're coming over the middle. That was part of the deal, right? Especially now you're talking specifically Vontez Perfect. If you're under five yards, you're always taught to come up and knock him off the route because under five yards you can do that. Now they're saying there's a way that you can do it. You can't. They showed us examples yesterday in meetings. These are the examples of, of acceptable ways to do it, and these are ways you can't do it. Um, can you illustrate one of the <laughs> acceptable ways to do it? Because I, well, as, can't go to the head. The main thing is you can't go to the head and the neck. You can't go, you know, attack the head and neck area. Um, if you get in front of them, um, and it's more of a body. If you, but you know, he took the shoulder right to Sherman's chin, and that's that's mainly what they're trying to trying to protect is that defenseless player that doesn't see it coming so you want to get in front of him reroute him make him go over the top of you not that that's that's acceptable defensive guys don't want him going over the top no, right right exactly that's, so it's no, you right it's more of a uh uh it's more of a head and neck thing than it is anything so i i, I just think that's going to have to be another thing that guys adjust to um just like they've you know you know, the angle that they hit a receiver over the middle or the guy going down the sideline. I mean, those were always send-a-message type plays. Now it's now it's not part of it. And, and the same thing with the interior line, with the chop blocking, with the with the double teams, with the high-low. Um, I mean, there's rule changes that have occurred over the last, you know, 10, 15 years that are good for the game and good for the safety of the game and good for the health of the players. Uh, it's just a matter of making those adjustments. Gio and Jones with Trent Green across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Who's your favorite quarterback to watch right now in the league? You know, I've, I've been a big Aaron Rodgers fan for a number of years, um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with him. Uh, can never go wrong watching Brady. It's, you know, especially being an old guy. And I, I played till I was 38, and now he's 40. I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Brees, same thing. It's like he's getting up there, and it's like, man, these guys are still doing it. So great deal of respect for those guys. Uh, but I'd say if you're making me pick one, Aaron Rodgers. Who's your least favorite to watch play? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a couple. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see who's on this crew. So Steve Berline, Ritz Gannon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. I'll ask you this question. How did Brock Osweiler get so bad from 
where he was in Denver and the guy that made all that money to what happened to him last year. Same thing with Blake Bortles, if you see some comparisons. A lot of success early on and then just can't find themselves. You know, it, it's interesting, and I've, and I've made this comment throughout my playing career and, and even now as a broadcaster. It's interesting how certain people react to adversity and how they can build up and get themselves ready, whether it be in the business world, sports world, whatever it is, and they react a certain way to negative. Or, they all, or they're a guy that always has to have a chip on their shoulder. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they still – you talk about some of the stuff they went through – Aaron Rodgers still has a chip on his shoulder about not getting recruited out of high school. I mean, he still talks about that, passionately talks about it. And Brady about his, you know, his background at Michigan and those kinds of things. Now, just like certain guys react a certain way to the negative aspect of things, certain guys react negatively or in an adverse way to positive things happening. So it's like, you know, what guys, how guys respond. And I've used this more when I was talking, referencing my point as a player. How do guys react to winning games? You know, do you all of a sudden go off the handles and, hey, I'm going to party, I'm going to be the talk of the town, and, hey, I'm going to go crazy? Then obviously that's going to catch up to you. Um, you know, you still got to maintain that same work ethic and that same drive. And sometimes it can be the mental part. It could just be you're putting, you know, all of a sudden, whether you're Blake Bortles or Brock Osweiler or any number of quarterbacks over the years, you either get the big contract or you get the attention. And how are you going to handle that? You know, is, is it going to affect you? It's not going to affect you maybe your preparation some guys it will affect their preparation some guys it'll be you feel like you've got to make every throw perfect because I've got to justify them giving me the contract I've got to justify them putting me in a position that they put me in and that affects them mentally so I I think there's guys handle different situations and that's just the that's the fun of the sport the psychology of it you know I mean you can talk about defensive players the same way whether it be a corner that you know gets a big payday or receiver or whatever it is it's um that's the psychology of the sport. It's fun. We always talk about when you when you enter in the league, becoming a pro's pro. That's something you have to learn. I never learned it. Uh, it's the same in the broadcasting booth. When did you feel like you had arrived as a broadcaster, or do you feel like you have? I, I, I still don't feel like I have. I, I'm continually working at it, continually studying other broadcasters, continually trying to, to find better ways to uh, you know improve my presentation. Uh, I, I think, you know, for me, when I got out of playing, so this is my ninth year now. Um, this will be my ninth season since I've played. And, you know, my first year I went studio with NFL Network. First two years uh, I did some games for Fox. I did uh, radio with uh, Westwood One, did the Thursday night package for Westwood One. And then now I'm at CBS. This is my fourth year with CBS. So I had to find my way. I had to figure out which thing I liked. And, you know, doing studio is completely different than doing a game. And doing a game in the preseason is completely different than doing a game in the regular season. And doing a game in the, you know, the 6, 7, 8 crew compared to the 3, 4, you know, it's, it's, you get more cameras, more attention, more pressure. Um, you have to make adjust, continually make an adjustment. So uh, I love it. It's, um, it's football. It all comes down to football. Do you find yourself, because he just asked you about quarterbacks you don't like. Now, the ones you like, those are the great ones. They see everything. Right. Now, the yeah. ones who are young still trying to figure this out, do you find yourself as an old pro calling it out or about to call it out and have to, like, wait, it's not my turn to talk. That's the play-by-play guy's job. I'm not supposed to be saying that. But as an old player, I mean, I sit there and I watch games, but I watch it from a different perspective. Right. I'm watching the mic. He's got number three. Why didn't you carry that seam? <laughs> right. you know, why didn't you flatten out here and there? Is it the same for you? You know, it is. And, uh, uh, 
sometimes I have I have jumped over. So I've been this will be my fourth year with Greg Gumble, and and he's the best. But there have been times where I've gotten excited, and all of a sudden I'll be like, "Oh, did you see?" And I'll be like, "Oh, wait, go ahead, Greg, <laughs> go ahead, finish it." So um, yeah, you do you do get that whether it's whether it's a frustrating thing that you see guys miss, and it's like how how can you miss that, you know? And then or it's other things where it's a big play, and you're just amazed by you know some play that a guy makes, and you just it's hard to even put into words because it's like, I know I couldn't make that play. That's a, that's an unbelievable play that that guy just made. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a fun thing to do, and uh, yeah, you you, you kind of have to to catch yourself uh, in terms of you know what you want to present on air and what you want to put out over the airwaves because it, it's going to have a lasting impact one way or another. You want to pour some iced tea on Trent before he goes? Yeah. Or? Uh, <laughs> Need a napkin. Right, right. Trent, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So disrespectful to a great man, a great player, a great broadcaster like Trent Green. Someday. disrespectful? You rubbing food on him. That's his fault. Shouldn't have came over while I was eating. Trent Blue. <laughs> Rubles Rubble. Well, that didn't make sense. That was out of context. Because oh, okay. There was a conversation prior to me saying that, and then you hit record, and like Mike hits record, uh, and uh, so that was totally out of context. I'm sure it would have been yes. funny in context. Yes, hilarious. If you had, hilarious. you had to have been there. Yes, that's why I call him Trent Blue. I wasn't there on Wednesday when Greg no. and Brian went uptown to uh, CBS headquarters to hang out uh, with. These. You can go in my place next year. I would love to. NFL on CBS, folks. Uh, that's where Trent Green was from, and that's where yesterday. We heard Dan Fouts say this about his partner, the one and only Iron Eagle. Well, he's really dull and boring. Uh, you know, he's a little wise-ass, too. <laughs> Ian now joins us live to respond to Mr. Fouts. Uh, head trauma, clearly. <laughs> a lot of hits. Overly concussed. Ian, thanks for the time. Uh, Ian Spot and the rest of our interviews this morning available at geoandjones.com slash audio. Uh, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that Ian would have been within earshot of, yeah. of that happening with Dan on Wednesday. Yeah, man. Uh, he, he, he's a hoot. Well, we, we shared with him what his partner, the affections his partner has for him, a longtime NFL partner there. And, they, they are a great pair. They are such a joy to chat with and just, you know, sit there and shoot the, you know, what. And not to be overly uh, effusive in my praise for Ian, but mm-hmm. if I had to pick anybody to call any sporting event, it would be him. Over Joe Buck, over Al Michaels, over anybody else. I just, I think Ian's great technically, and he he has what I wish was my sense of humor. His ability to suck in these balls. And he does things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's To me, he's just, uh, he's awesome. Wow. He's awesome. Damn. He's the best. Somebody's trying to get a gift from the no, I, I've already, listen, household. Ian's already done me way too many favors than he needs to, so I've there's nothing else I can ask him for. That's just the truth. I think Ian's phenomenal. And he does the nets. And he does the nets when they were good, now when they're bad, and Mike thinks they're going to be a playoff team this year. Anything else so you want to say about Ian? No. What I do want to say, though, is it's time for our last uh, break of the week when we come back. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, not hyperbole. The greatest, the greatest Ask the Pros question I would think submitted to any show with this promo, not just us. This is epic. And the fact that the the person who posed the question thinks we're qualified to answer it is even more alarming 
No, we no. are 100% qualified. <laughs> okay. the, the four minds in this room mm. right now will yeah. figure this out immediately. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll get Le'Veon Bell a job, and right. we'll keep LaMelo Ball eligible for college basketball. A lot to do before we're done on Gio and Jones on mm. CBS Sports Radio. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I found out my girl has a dating profile, so I created a fake, and she has agreed to meet this fake person. Should I follow through? Hashtag ask the pros. Don't forget that you can submit your life questions by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. And if you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. The floor is yours, mm. BJ. Help Why? out, oh, Jay you, <laughs> You're pro here, too. So he found out she has a dating profile, yep. and he hit her up. She hit him back and has agreed to meet. I say show up. Show up and see what she has to say, but there's nothing she really can say. It's obvious that the relationship isn't working out or she wouldn't have the dating profile and she wouldn't be open to meeting new people. It's not working. Oof. You just have to come to terms with that. Show up or don't show. I tell you what, this is the grown up thing to do. You don't have to show up. Uh, you just share this little information with her and you say, hey, No, 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 this no, is no. what at this point, Jason, it's about the dramatic reveal. No, no, you're no, 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 you don't. Oh, need to do you're that. going. I know you want to, no. you want to exact some revenge on her and you want to see the look on her face. Yeah, uh, when she, you want to let me film it. She, when she <laughs> arrives and it's you sitting there and the first question. She's going to have his, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm Go. doing here. I'm Roger. Oh, oh, who's Roger? Right. But don't do anything crazy, all right? I would suggest you do the latter and don't show up. Just bring it up to her as, hey, it's obvious this isn't working. Uh, I understand you have a dating profile. You're meeting a certain gentleman that happens to be me. So um, as much as this pains pains me and it hurts uh we should go our separate ways how about that mike mike thinks that jay sav should send pete in his, ah! in his dead. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh oh that'd be really exacting some revenge <laughs> sent me an alien yeah, but, really but wait wait is pete going to then dump this girl over instead of jay sav like okay it's over no, he's going there to uh He's going as the get date. Some. Well, he can't do that. He first of all, he wouldn't agree to that because he's spoken for. <laughs> Second of all, I would assume that this hussy would walk away from P when they met because I'm sure they've already exchanged pictures and it's not going to look like the guy online so she's going to be upset. Uh I think you got to go. I think you got to sit there. The other option would be, I don't know how she's going to travel to this date and what she's going to tell you she's doing when she goes out. But maybe, like, take the tires off her car so she when she walks out, her car's up on blocks. <laughs> no, go, don't, don't resort to anything uh, like that. Well, that's not a crime. No, you you be the man here. You be the adult. The it hurts. 
it's going to pain you for a while. Your heart aches. As difficult as it is, the writing's on the wall. She's just not that into you anymore. Yeah, Don't but, do anything like, stupid. Deal with the pain. Eventually, it will subside. Be the stronger person here. I can't believe you're having a more Why? mature response to this. I mean, you the, have to. That's the only alternative there is. Well, no. At this point, you need to now win the situation, right? I mean, you're winning by no, saying, no, no. "Hey, this isn't working," and we both know why it's not working, or we, we both know it's not working because you wouldn't have a dating profile and you wouldn't be agreeing to meet with people. No, you need to one up her now. She did no. you dirty. By okay. making the profile. You're now you need to shame her, her in public. Letting her know I am aware of the dating profile. That's one upping her. No, you gotta you gotta let your boys no. have you gotta go back to your boys and be like, you know what I did to her? I, I was waiting for her at the restaurant with that little carnation in my lapel and she walked in and I was like, boom. She started crying. I rented a billboard that said, you know, Janie did this to me. You need to go all out here. You need to win this back. You need to gain your dignity back. And then off and running with the rest of your life. I hope this is not a long-term thing. If it's a, you know, like this is a crappy situation, uh, but there's no recovering from this. I mean, this is no, this is over. It's done. Yeah. You just got to figure out how to how to how to really finish it off. And I think, short of a crime, you need to go as all out here as possible. And no. Ben agrees with me. No, no, you don't do that. I'm telling you, you don't do that. You can't do that. You gonna get the upper hand by letting her know that you. Or where what she's up to, that's more than enough revenge there. But it's you. You all agree it's over, right? It's the relationship over. is done. Yes. So be the bigger person. Move on. It's difficult as that is, and it's difficult. Been there, done that. It's difficult. It's hard. You had a girl create a dating site no, behind your back. No, 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 no. But you dealt with a broken heart. That's what I'm talking about. No, but you have to be the bigger person and just move on. That's it. And not saying that it's easy once again, but you have to do that. You don't want to do anything crazy and stupid. You can call her up or see her face-to-face. Maybe you guys have a, a, a plan to meet at a certain time and let her know, hey, what's up with the dating profile? That's more than enough. I can't believe you're not recommending, like, burning this to the ground. And no. just Revenge porn. You want to go to jail? <laughs> That's illegal. That's illegal in <laughs> most states. We are not in any way suggesting that. But I think fair uh, legal embarrassment is on the table here. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I said this yesterday. You agreed with me. The Ball family, are, they're not going away. <laughs> you can watch them on Facebook now. And not only can you buy Lonzo shoes for four ninety five, or I believe they were flip-flops for two ninety five. Now for the discounted sneaker price of three ninety five. dollars oh. You can buy LaMelo <laughs> kicks. Uh, still not paying it. Still embarrassed for all of this. But the problem, I guess, from a technical standpoint is that uh, you can't do this, have a sneaker deal, even if your dad's making them in the basement, uh, and then play college basketball, which presumably LaMelo was going to do before playing in the NBA, I guess. Um, but I can't even get to that real conversation during which I would defend LaMelo's right to actually cash in on being right. pseudo-famous. I'm with you, yes. But I can't get past the fact that they want me to spend $395 yeah. on sneakers. Well, how do they arrive at that price point? Like, lunacy. That's what I don't understand. 
How do you arrive at that price point? And, and the sneakers, they look all right. They're not that great, but he hasn't done anything in those sneakers to suggest pricing them at three ninety five. I don't get it. They have this inflated uh, ideal of of what they're worth. Now, Lonzo, first round pick. I can see him selling a sneaker for that. No, I can't. No, because he hasn't done anything in the NBA. I cannot. Nobody's. I don't know. Man, would I even pay three ninety five for like Jordan game worn sneakers? But like just to for yeah, fun, right? Four hundred no, bucks for Lamelo no Ball kicks. I mean, goodness. Uh, do we know how many how many Lonzo sneakers they've sold? They probably can't tell us because it's like seventy three, and they're embarrassed by it. But I mean, goodness. And they're just I'm telling you, Greg thinks they're going to fade into oblivion. It ain't they ain't going away. This is they're just going to keep doing this. Now, if you want to sell me silver plated flip flops with some kind of lion's head on them, so I can look like Brian, we can talk about three hundred bucks. <laughs> there you go. Right. But I don't need to look like Lamelo Ball just yet. Not that, that, yeah, these cats. They, and if you're buying that sneaker, really, if, for if, somebody who hasn't done a damn thing at the collegiate level, right? At the pro level, that makes no sense. Even if you are buying them because three ninety five is like a dollar to you, or a quarter, or a nickel, because you're that expensive, there is no acceptable amount of disposable income that should free you up to spend three ninety five plus shipping and handling <laughs> on Lamelo Ball, big baller brand kicks. I mean, oh, what? This this country. I'm leaving. <laughs> Where's Canada? Hey, if, if someone's willing to pay it, more power to you, Ball family. If you can get someone to fall for that, they say a sucker's born every minute, right? Maybe there are a lot of suckers out there. Will. Do they have scouts at the hospital <laughs> letting them know when this sucker is born every? I mean, oh my! Seriously, make them go away. Just let Lonzo be awesome. He's going to be so good. Stop making me dislike him because his family is annoying. And that's where I am, and I hate myself for it. His well, dad's a putz, and I hold it against his 19-year-old kid who doesn't know any better. You know you're going to watch that reality show. I never for a second. If I do, you can beat me like I'm beset. Yes, I'm going to make you watch it, then beat you. That doesn't count. i got to willfully count. watch it, and if I even flip on it by accident, I've got 10 seconds to switch off of it. But if I stay past that, make a decision to watch it, I'm dead to everything. Uh, I want to thank Steve Berline, James Lofton, Trent Green. Have thank a you, great man. Labor Day weekend. So everybody back here on Monday on Geo and Jones. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.